clinical Up. clinical Clinical Population Population Clinical Population Population Clinical Population Hi everyone, my name is Gabby I'm Allison And my name is Michael And welcome to Clinical Populations Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. And folks, today, or this episode, is our last one of the season. Wah. Wah. I can't believe we made it, though. We've done a lot. Two actually. seasons. Two seasons. I didn't think it was going to make it past the first season. They Honestly, say that. <laughs> they, they say that if you make it past seven episodes, then like you're good to go. Like most podcasts oh, don't survive past seven episodes. Oh well. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was just going to be like a fun little thing for us to do, and yeah, if it, if it ended, it ended, and if not, then cool. Yeah. Now we now, now we have some bop heads. We got bop gear. Yes, we do. Man. We do. Yeah. We're going places. Super cool. Oh, yeah. And I, my little brother, um, I got to snap a picture of him sporting the gear. So that was really cool. A cool surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really neat. I need, a, I need to post that on our social media. Yeah. Forgot to do that. Uh, shout out to Erica Savolos. Mike, do you know her? I do. Yeah. She, she sent me a picture, which I will post as well. She's wearing her bop swag. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That was really cool. Yeah. With yeah. the um, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Erica. Erica. Thanks for supporting. Yeah. Everyone else, you can support too. Get some cool swag. May I just say that clinical population goals for mm-hmm. season three mm-hmm. is Ben Folds on this podcast. Yes. Yes. And the reason why I'm putting it out on the universe here, because let's get it back. Let's put it out there for all to hear that this is our goal, clinical populations, Ben Folds. Well, I did email his publicist and his publicist responded and was like, this is cool. Like Ben thinks it's cool, but like he's super busy right now and doesn't have time. So we're patient. Hashtag patient for Ben. <laughs> patient for Ben. <laughs> can we make, I can make, we need to make shirts. We got to make shirts. Hashtag patient for Ben. I love it. I think since this is the end of season two. There should be a cliffhanger. Hashtag <laughs> patient for Ben. Yes. Box squad. <laughs> we need to get this uh, trending. This needs to be a thing. Yes. Exactly. All the music therapists rally cool. around us. Music therapists unite. That's right. going to be. <laughs> I would love to have him on though. Actually, I wouldn't know what to say. So Mike, I'd probably let you lead the conversation. I'd act cool for (laughs) about 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, you're cool. And I just, I don't, I can't, I don't know what to say. I just, (laughs) I'd just be stumbling over my words. So, so you like music therapy? You do you support us? <laughs> you make music. I right? could just imagine. I could just imagine like he says something that's like really thoughtful and 
thought-provoking and moving, and then there's just like a 30-second pause with us being like, wow. (laughs) Or me probably in the midst of grad school just crying. (laughs) (laughs) That happens a lot. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie. At least I'd have an excuse. I'd be like, Ben Folds is on the podcast. I can cry. Oh, Cat Fulton is is his friend. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe she can hook us up. Yeah. yeah. I follow a lot of her stuff. She's cool. I uh, When I was an undergrad, she was doing this giveaway thing for a gong or something. And you had to write, like you had to enter like a paragraph about, I forgot what. Um, so I didn't win the win the gong, but I won like a vocal toning online class. That's cool. It was actually pretty cool. So that's nice. how we became friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take. That. I forgot what I wrote, but it's cool. I mean, it's similar to stuff that like I don't know. I, I feel like I relearned some of it in grad school. Oh, gotcha. So you might relearn it too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, in between in in between the crying fits. That's right. <laughs> coffee. There are tears in grad school, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, if only it were if it only were uh, quarters or dollars or things falling out of my eyes, you know. It's so expensive mm. being an out of state grad student. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did Allison, it too. Listen, Allison, you're going to grad school. That's right. And destiny can can't wait destiny can't wait what a good segue you're such a good (laughs) podcaster mike it is is a privilege (laughs) oh my gosh speaking of destiny yes the song we have today is called destiny um it's by a hip-hop artist named van gammon who's from dallas um, for those of you that wa- or listened to our episode where we interviewed Lo, um, Van Gammon is on one of her songs, and so that's how I found out about him. Um, yeah. So, anyways, enjoy Destiny by Van Gammon. Jump them, keep them energized Smart money over scant money Keep your pennies wise No fit, got my own tit On the enterprise So flit, I want no tears In my baby size Daddy made it better for you Got devil saying Van the crowd is ready for you Those with hate for thinking Favor isn't fair for you I'm thanking you just for keeping me In your prayer circle It's still working with I can see the rain coming down, down, down I can see the rain coming down, 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 down. Yeah, that's my people. I love my tribe. Wherever I go, they down for a ride. And no man's perfect. Got family all around me. I'm no 
longer searching I think that's when he found me Every day is like Everything's going my way Can't nothing stop me 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 Even when the rain's coming down, down, down What they gon' say when the sun comes round Never be afraid to hold a real one down Can't nothing stop you down Please don't let me Charging premiums for Fighting my villains with independent pad Thinking somehow it keep me from feeling bad I'm feeling sad, still trying to be a dad But this music is the family time that I ain't getting back On this road knowing my exit for greatness is coming Racing in case they close up maintenance or something But what if I just been patient for nothing? It's late nights perfecting my cadence Respecting my haters, neglecting my favor Just so I won't be too late to be the latest to plummet I went some years without the fear of death Now that my vision's clearer, I can see what's next This propaganda ain't nothing new to me When they fed us poison, I built immunity I came in this flutter, I'm trying to leave it honest the type of soul bear me, you only see it altars Cause I'ma leave with honor, I believe in the promise It'll be the reason they wanna reach their destiny if I don't get my heart, they'll get the best of me. Destiny. If I don't get my heart, they'll get the best of me. Destiny. That was Destiny by Van Gannon. Uh, what'd you guys think? Man, I love the the end with the uh, sample of rerouting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is that is that still this song? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that my phone? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Driving. Yeah. That's a cool, yes. that's a cool Don't one. listen to the song when driving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a cool little outro. It was unique for sure. Um yeah really really does a nice job kind of summing up that song there changing 
changing directions, taking control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. really great. Yeah. I liked that it's, you know, in these two parts. Um, but my favorite part was uh, really the the bridge and how he plays with the vocals. I feel like we've talked a lot about um, playing with vocals and using that as an intervention with clients, um, like re-recording things, tweaking things, auto-tune, vocoding, like all the cool things that you can do with technology. I feel like that's been a theme of this um, season. And I really liked what he did with Don't Let Me Down and the changing of the layering and the mix. And um, mm, yeah. yeah, it just it was like falling into the hole before it comes back up for that second verse. Like, Oh, it was just, it was really cool to listen to um, on the speakers that I have at home. It was really fun. Yeah. He played with like the, uh, like the low, low pass filter like for half of the verses. And then the other half, it was like, you know, back up and didn't sound like it was like underwater or pushed down or anything. So the contrast was really cool. And I think I, I'm going to read his little statement he gave to sure. us. You know, I think, um, you know, listeners may not know that when you reach out to the songwriters, they, they write, often write back mm-hmm. um, just a little blurb about that song for them. And I, I really thought his, um, what he said really for me encapsulates uh um, my listening experience, but also the the clinical the clinical possibilities. Mm. Uh, he says the song was an exercise in duality of the struggle. My journey has been breezy tunes. My perf- my producer and I often refer to the song as yin yang because of how we choose to set up set it up as a song with two different moods about the same subject, but somewhat opposing outlooks. There is optimism in the first half where the confidence and joy is there amongst the hurdles and the second half produced by a celebrity, which is kind of cool. Two different producers mm-hmm. is complete, uh, is a, com- a complete delve into self doubt, overall weariness from all that had to happen to get to that point. In the end, there's a realization that my destiny is under my control. So I can choose how, uh, uh, uh so, so is how I choose to view the journey. Mm. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, really powerful. Yeah. You know, I think about the, the, the purpose of, of therapy, that locus of control, the, uh, you know, taking, finding ways to take control, both mm-hmm. the good days and the bad days, and how you choose to view those, those hurdles and journeys. You know, it's not, not an easy road. It's a powerful, uh, powerful song. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like something that, um, you know, we deal with as therapists with our clients, but also ourselves as therapists. So I feel that it's a very universal um, concept and struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder, I think, I I think about the, the children who I have worked with when I was um, working at Triner's Hospital in Philadelphia, and and you know, people who were swimming in a pool with their friends one moment, and then the next week they're in a hospital and had been out 
uh, in, a, in a coma for the past, you know, several days and are now coming out and they're in an intensive care unit and don't have any feeling and below their, below their neck and Mm-mm. all their friends haven't come to see them and their life has just completely changed. And, um, and then how they go through rehab and how they go through and, and how different people have viewed that journey, how some kids greet it with humor and lightness, how some people fall into depression and, and suicidal ideation, how some people, um, you know, lead the way with, uh, you know, humor and positivity and, and, you know, how people choose to view that. It's such a personal, intimate affair um, mm. for, for, for each person, you know? Yeah. Working where I work in the, the, the theater that I work at, it's very um, family oriented. So I work with, I mean, the kids themselves, but um, also their family. So I get to know the parents, I get to know the siblings <clears throat> and all of that. And a lot, some of these, um, even like even though my goal is to work with the kids, I end up working with the parents a lot too and having to you know be with them through certain struggles that they have. Um, just because they hear the word therapist and then <laughs> they just unleash everything. Yeah. But <laughs> um, it, some of these families, they have, you know, one kid, just one kid with a disability and that's it. Some of them have one kid with disability and another kid who's, you know, neurotypical. And then um, some families have multiple kids with different disabilities. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how different parents handle it and react to it um and some see it as like a huge struggle and i see them walk in with their kid and they are just at their wits end and they're like take my kid work with my kid please like i can't i can't do this and then some kids or some parents are like they're fully in it they are super happy and joyful mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, it's like yeah. I see. I but I mean, at the end, like because it's performance based during the performance, everyone's all joyful and happy, and it's great. But the process to get there, like seeing the parents and their reactions, is and how it shifts and changes, is really interesting. And I know, like from my experience being in that setting as well, like some don't. Some it's um, it is something that they try and maybe the kid likes it, but the parents not super into that process because it's not a process that they're used to. Um, and so then it winds up, they just decide to not continue it. And I mean, obviously it's their choice. Um, you know, it is it like, I don't know. It was really interesting to see the different personalities and the different ways that people handle struggle Mm-hmm. and who are like who's ready for it and who's not so I feel like I yeah. see that in, in my setting as well um, you know you have some that are really supportive of it and some that um, they just aren't as into it as others and they drop yeah, it yeah <clears throat> yeah I think there's um, I 
feel like that the 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 fight is well I let this swallow me whole and and just succumb to it you know, just give give up and allow it to wash over me um, or do I try to fight it and do I try to um, you know overcome and uh, and that that has so many factors into it that it's that it's quite a it's, it's such a person there's no there's no one set yeah. way you know there's no one recipe to help people in, in those moments um, I think you know there's a, a course of studies that have been done um, with uh, therapeutic songwriting um, with Felicity Baker's team out in uh, the University of Melbourne and um, that uh, they do um, a procedural therapeutic songwriting program uh, in which they do a song of uh, a person who's experienced an acquired brain injury or a person who has, um, you know, uh, had a, a spinal cord injury. Um, they do, a, they write a song of the past, a song of the future and um, this, a song of the present. So um, really looking at identity and uh, it's a really interesting series of studies because the way people move through recovery you know, you can hear in the song how someone has a lot of support in their past and it's guiding them in the present and they have this outlook towards the future. Whereas perhaps the support in the past or their support in the present is lacking. So the song of the future is you know, more focused on the present than it is future identity because it's harder to see. Really interesting set of studies. Mm. Um, that uh, that kind of for me started to look at this, you know, this very this very question: How do we choose our our own destiny um, in times of immense struggle and hardship? Yeah, because mm. it's kind of like I mean, if you're having trouble, if you're depressed and you're having trouble, even you know, doing basic your basic needs, meeting that um, hierarchy of needs, um, how can you plan for the future? Um, yeah. yeah, how, how can you even start to, um, put that, put that in motion if you're having trouble even, you know, getting out of bed or showering or eating? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What, what would you, um, what would you all feel like a song like Destiny, you know, I was thinking about therapeutic song, right? And, in terms of, um, in terms of uh, you know, this this idea, that can you mind? By the way, the um, I wanted to find it here. It's Jeanette Tamplin, uh, a lead researcher, T A M P L I N, Felicity Baker, and their team. Ooh, um, Felicity a Baker. Framework, a theoretical framework and, and therapeutic sonar protocol to promote integration of self-concept in people with acquired neurologic injuries. It was the Nordic Journal of Music Therapy um, in uh, 2016. Anyway, really interesting. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah. 
But uh, what what were you all thinking in terms of um, this bop as a as a, in terms of music therapy interventions? Um, I so I I actually did this activity um, earlier this week. I was working with a bunch of teens, um, and uh, I played or it's an activity called the snowball activity. Um, but it could lend itself to any form of precipitation. <laughs> and so in the in the chorus, or I guess the hook of the song, um, it says, I can I can see the rain coming down. All right. And like the rain is, uh, I guess, the obstacle in this sense. Um, but uh, in, in the activity, um, each kid or teen gets or whoever gets a couple of sheets of paper um, and a question gets asked and they have to write on the paper the answer to the question and then they crumple it up and then they all stand up and music starts playing whether it's recorded or live and they get like maybe like 30 seconds to throw all these papers around um, kind of like a snowball fight or whatever and um then the music stops and they have to pick up the sheet of paper or one of the snowballs and unravel it and um, read the answer aloud. And if uh, it resonates, if other kids or teens resonate with it, they have to raise their hand and then we discuss it after everyone has read their the answer that they have picked up. Um, so in relationship to this song, um, I would do that, um, and the question would probably be something about what uh, external obstacle are you like struggling with in whatever you're dealing with um, as one of the questions, and have them write down a sheet of paper, crumple it up, throw it around. Um, and then also after they pick it up, uh, they can um, you can have different levels of questions as well. So they're writing down on the sheet of paper that they picked up. Um, and so uh, as the questions go on, it gets deeper and deeper and there's different answers on the paper and everyone has written on, written on each sheet of paper. Um, and it's just a way of processing without disclosing who said what. Um, and it's a ton of fun. So yeah, I would talk about, have them all write you know, different obstacles that they're struggling with and uh, maybe the last question could be, uh, what's something that you could change personally to overcome one of these obstacles? That's cool. I like the sensory mm -hmm. yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. That's really cool. neat. Yeah. And it gets all of their energy out because they're throwing stuff yeah. at each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's fun. It's so important working, working with children and teens to do multimodal exactly. stuff, mm -hmm. you know, to... Mm -hmm. that kind of transmodal work, you know, to be in the music and then take it to something else, you know. Mm -hmm. You could see something like, you know, um, having two boxes, one box with the things you fear and one box with the things that you are hopeful for and, and placing parts, you know, um, even doing like a little collage of the lyrics, cutting up the lyrics as if it's um, like a, Po like magnetic yeah, poetry. Oh yeah, like the blackout and, and, poems yeah. and stuff. I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. yeah, and doing something with that, you know, mix and match to create an integrated whole or something. You know, like all sorts of ideas to kind of work with this yeah. with this song. 
in, in more of a transmodal way. Yeah, yeah. Another transmodal thing I was thinking about was, again, with the rain, some sort of art piece where they have to draw rain or cut rain out of magazines or something. And, like, in the raindrops, writing different obstacles or something. Mm. Yeah. That's neat. That's awesome. I think with my guys, um, something that I've noticed coming up in a lot of my individual and group sessions um, is the concept of having goals and dreams. And whenever we've had a song or like a, a song story that's talked about goals or dreams, I've had a lot of people give me that kind of like question puzzled look. And it's almost like nobody's ever asked them, what are your aspirations? Um, and mm. I guess it's just because they assume right. that because they have a cognitive disability that they don't have them, I guess. I'm not really sure, but I guess I was like one of the first people to ask them, well, what is your dream and what kind of um, goals do you have there for the future and things like that. And so the first verse really reminded me of that. And when he's saying, um, everything's going my way, can't nothing stop me, um, you know, all the things that he's working for and trying to achieve to help his family um, kind of reminded me of that. So um, I think it would be more of a group um, intervention, but, you know, just starting that conversation of what are even just small things, like maybe something that you're looking forward to in a class that day or something that you're looking forward to in the weekend that you're working towards. It could even be like, you know, my parent told me at the end of the week, if I work really hard, I'll get an ice cream or something, you know, something that they're working <laughs> towards. Um, and then, you know, just repeating that um, everything's going my way. Can't nothing stop me. Um, and just reminding them that they are allowed and they have the right to have goals and dreams and things to look forward to, no matter how big or small they are. Um, I, I yeah, That's, I was thinking about the, um, that brought me to th start to think about um, faith and the role of faith in, in therapy. And I'm not talking about a religious faith, but something that you put your trust in, mm. whether it's I have faith in music or I have faith in something that leads, that mm -hmm. is future directed. I have, a, I have faith that it will be better. And music helps build that for me. Mm. Um, that there, that, and, you know, I've spent a lot of time analyzing songs. It's kind of like one of my gigs as a researcher and a scholar has been holistically analyzing songs. And I spent a lot of time with songs with people who have experienced trauma. And one of the key elements of songs where people have had very forward thinking, you know what, this accident has been actually a gift to me because it let me to see who I was, what I was truly made out of um, and who I truly am. And I want to give this back to other people who are going through the same thing. Mm. Those folks have had a strong sense of throughout their lives, someone, something has yeah. been watching over me. And, and that theme has kept coming up, uh, I, that I have faith that it's going to be better. Um, and, and now there's a kind of an external faith, like, oh, there's some kind of um, external force that is controlling my destiny. And I have faith in that external force, or is it an internal force? 
And I think that's what the psalm was getting at at the end. That this is my, I have that. The faith is within me. It's my power, my strength to control, and I can choose how to look at it. Mm. Um, and so, Allison, what were you saying about about those conversations, about you know, taking that into your own hands? It's really challenging, but really important. And I was just wondering what role faith plays in, or if at all, in, in your all's work. Um, I, I don't know. So I like religious faith. I know is a is a big factor because a lot of my clients are very religious um just from how they were raised um so a lot of songs that we do are very religious based um but as far as like as my practice um personally i'm very spiritual um and i do a lot of things based on my intuition um when i'm coming into a session and i feel like a lot of what i do as a therapist is very intuition led um and I place a lot of that in my own personal development of, you know, um, I believe that there is some kind of higher power out there that is guiding, but I also have to put in the work too. It's not just somebody, um, somebody didn't just lay out this crystal clear path of like, you have to do this and this and this. And then, you know, the be- the biggest thing in life is going to happen. You're going to be, you know, the ultimate happiness and all of this. I know that, like, I have to put in the work, too. So it's like this dual push and pull kind of thing of, like, I, I make the choices. I have the free will. But also there is something bigger out there that's kind of leading me to make those right uh, choices. And whether I do that or not, that's my choice. But that's just kind of what I what I think. Um, so I feel like a lot of that kind of trickles into what I do as a therapist too. Yeah, I I, I think spiritually I kind of agree, or from a personal sense, with everything you just said, Allison. Um, but I, I think client-wise and, and the work that I do, because it's such a it's such a, sh- a short amount of time, and what we're dealing with is a performance and not not like this I mean not, not trauma like we're not dealing with a traumatic brain injury or anything um, the faith is in that the show will come together the theater magic the theater magic, um, <laughs> the theater magic. Um, but um, even though that's the I guess the external and uh, the flashy type of faith that we put out for you know the parents that the show will come together and for the audience that's coming to watch the show. Um, I think that the families I work with um, have faith in um, not that you know their kid is not going to have a disability anymore, but faith in that they are going to be loved and cared for and have a community and have friends. Um, and I think that's what pulls them through, that there are people that accept these kids. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, hear, the, we hear that theme come up in, in songs. We hear it come up. Um, with the people we work with. We as music therapists have our own um, relationship with um, spirituality and or, or 
and faith um, in something. Um, and it often may not feel like a conversation like that is appropriate within a quote-unquote scientific field, but our field right. is science and art. Um, and 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 to not have these conversations, um, especially when people are struggling in their hardest moments and, and the music is speaking to them in that way because mm. that's what music does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we help guide those moments, you know, and be with people and have faith in that way? Mm. Ugh, music is so cool. I love it. Music therapy is cool. It is. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like that it's such a tricky it's such a tricky thing to um, trying to um, like open up those conversations when you know that that's what the client needs um, without, you know, obviously like overstepping any boundaries or anything. Um, I feel like that's something I've seen a lot on like the music therapy forum on Facebook, um, of people having that difficulty of balancing, (laughs) like, how do I, how do I approach Mm. this subject, um, in a delicate way? Right. The science and the art. Yeah. Right. Well, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the, the yin and the yang that, that he's talking about in the song. And, from our conversations that we've had, that's, that has been a theme too, that, you know, that the, the duality is present um, within our profession and within the lives of the people we work with mm-hmm. and how to navigate those, those dualities. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. Cause music is such pretty much every religion has some aspect of music that is part of it. And so it's, it's kind of hard to separate that. Right. And I don't think you, you can. To some, I mean, most of the time you can't, yeah. Certainly not. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I've, and those are, those are the moments that I've had with people who have been in their hardest moments mm-hmm. um, as a family, as, as people struggling. Um, and you know, suddenly the, that one song I was with, I was with, um, I was with a father and son and the son was hit by a bus and, and, and he was with his dad and they were in one of the hardest moments. And I, and I just met him for the first time and I said, you know, I was, we were just talking about music and I asked the, um, I asked the, uh, teenager, you know, I asked the, the patient what, what music he liked, and he said he loved the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. So I started just kind of riffing on the song on times like these. And I wasn't necessarily thinking, um, you know, about... I was like, it was like Allison said, it was intuitive. Um, and I started saying, no, I'm, a, I'm a one-way motorway, you know. The, and the chorus comes on. With it's times like these you learn to live again. It's times like these you give and give again. Mm-hmm. It's times like these you learn to love again. And they were singing that with me, the father and son together. And when the line "It's times like these you learn to live again," it, there was like this palpable moment mm. of like, "Oh my God, this song yeah. is so much more than we thought it was." Like we went into it intuitively and naturally, 
But, and that father and son looked at each other in that moment, and it was tears and intensity of like, this is it. This is, you know, and that's a, that's a very powerful moment to be in like where the song just transforms yeah. into something completely different. And it's like, this is, this is what we're here for. This is mm-hmm. meaningful and purposeful. And, and um, yeah. it's so much more than a song. Yeah. You know? it, it reminds me of a time when I was a practicum student and I was in a skilled nursing unit at a hospital and I was just going to room to room. Um, it was towards the end of my practicum. So they were kind of letting me run free. And I, towards the end of the hall, there were these two rooms that um, were connected, but they were kind of separate from the rest of the hall. So um, one room had this old woman in it with what I presume was her daughter. Um, and I asked if you know they wanted some music, they wanted to talk, and they shook their head and said no. So I walked to the next, I'm walking away because the rooms are connected. And in the other room, um, there's a fa- the, the rest of the woman's family <clears throat> and they asked me to come back and I said I they don't want music it's it's okay I I don't I'm going to respect their choice um but then they were like no she's going to love music <laughs> and so they all went into uh, I guess the grandmother's room or mom's room um and they were asking me what I could play and I asked what what do you want to hear and um they were looking through at that time i had a binder of music and they were looking through it and um they saw blackbird by the beatles and they were like that's her favorite song so i was like all right i'll play it um and so the entire family is in this room there's like the little kids there's the adults there's teenagers there's you know and other all around this woman on the bed um, and she looks like she's on her last leg and I start playing Blackbird and halfway through the song, everyone just starts bawling, like bawling their eyes out. And yeah. it was, it was so intense emotionally. And as I finished the song, um, I just kind of let it be quiet a bit. And then I, I could tell they're having like a really intense family moment. So I just slowly walked out of the room. Um, and as I was walking down the hall, one of, I guess, her son comes out and he's like, chases me down the hall. And he's like, hey, hey, can I give you some money for that? <laughs> I was like, no, you cannot do that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, that was the most connected I have ever felt with my family ever in my life. Wow. Yeah. And I just want to thank you for that. And I was like, well, thank you for letting me part of that. I don't, I can't take your money, but yeah. And it was just that, that moment I was like, all right. Yeah. This is music therapy. This is great. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. I had a moment similar to that in yeah. my last practicum. I was at a, um, I was at the cancer center at UT Southwestern Ooh. and, um, with Kamika, uh, I was with Christina, but yeah, okay. Kamika was in the, she was on the opposite side. Um, okay. and I got to, I got to work with her a couple of times, but yeah, we were, we were doing our rounds, you know, we always popped in and it was kind of our, my, um, co peer and I, we would, um, it was like our test to go in and ask if they wanted music therapy and explain it to them, give our little elevator, elevator speech. And it was like nerve wracking as a student, but, 
um, closer to the end of our practicum, we walked into this family's room and um, the patient was there just um, part of part of the wing was like getting them ready for stem cells. The other part was um, more like doctor checkups. Um, and then part was um, like getting uh, treatments. So um, this particular one, they were waiting on the doctor to come in to talk with them about something. And we just kind of popped in, you know, do you know what music therapy is? Gave her a little thing and they declined. And then I think it was the daughter of the patient. She kind of like motioned for us to come back in. And my supervisor um, was always very much like wanting to encourage the patients to just try, um, which I really appreciated seeing that as a student. Um, And so she walked in with us and we were just having a conversation and the patient was really quiet and, you know, ex-military and just very stoic. And um, all of a sudden, like, I don't know how, but we got everyone in there to start songwriting. And my co-peer and I were like um, riffing on this uh, couple of chords that he just started playing. And um, I'm I'm very much a words person. So I just like started coming up with a bunch of different words that I was um, connecting from the daughter and the um, the patient and, uh, the granddaughter that was in the room. And I mean, it was just this amazing moment. And at the end of it, we had like a full song and I think it took us only maybe 15 or 20 minutes, but the daughter, when we played it Mm -hmm. for the final time, she recorded it and she was just sobbing the whole time she was recording. And she told us later, like that was the first time they had said certain things to each other, um, throughout this whole cancer journey. Um, so it, that was like so powerful of, you know, just, they were able to communicate things with each other. They never said through a song. Um, oh yeah, that was, that was probably the most beautiful songwriting experience I've, I've seen and been a part of. Yeah. And, you know, I bet, I bet bet we could fill a whole season of stories like this. There's so many. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many, you know, and, and, you know, to, I think, push them off as, um, as, you know, not, not important or as kind of side, you know, that wasn't the real therapy part because I wasn't tracking goals in that moment or, you know, to get into that trap is to, uh, in my opinion, is to yeah. miss a really important part of Yeah what yeah. yeah it's like how do you how do you put you know a number or um, a checkbox on yeah. an experience like that of course right yeah oh. <laughs> see ben see the awesome conversations you could be a part of <laughs> come on ben <laughs> yeah. Mr. patiently waiting for ben Mr. Folds, come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Patient for Ben. Patient for Ben. <laughs> Season three. Dot dot dot. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Well, this has been an awesome season, you all. Thanks for having me be a part of it. Of it's really been a lot of fun to, uh, and you know, from my non-biased opinion. It's been an awesome season mm-hmm. with some awesome bops that have really been yeah, inspiring. I agree. Bops. And I've liked the I've liked the uh, flow of our conversations this season and um, some really 
um, intriguing topics and interventions. And I feel like we finally found our flow. Yeah. So it's been fun. Yeah. Nice. Man, I don't want to end this yeah. episode. <laughs> it's the last one. Oh. It's the last it's one. It's the last one. Bobheads, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Patient for Ben. <laughs> Patient for Ben. Help Thank us. Um, Patient for Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mike, thank you for yeah. being on this podcast. Um, and uh, thank you to John and um, other Mike, Mike Sanders. And yeah. um, we're excited to uh, grow and expand our um, our, ho- our Bob Squad, yeah, our host next season by having guests. Also, we're excited to hopefully grow um, the Bop Heads um, thank you for all of you who have been listening to us so far. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, yes. Spread, we are always so thrilled when we get on social media and see um, some name dropping. It's it's kind of fun. <laughs> it makes you go, aw. Yes. Aw. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> People think we're cool. Yeah. If so you fun. like us, yeah. let us know. Yeah. If you like us, let us know. Yeah. Join our conversation on social media. We're even though we're ending the season, we're going to be continuing to post some content for discussions. Um, we want to start a dialogue with you guys and talk with you guys yeah. and hear what you're doing. If you've used any of these songs in this past season or the season before, or any of the interventions or activities or experiences, um, please let us know because we'd love to know. Um, yeah how you yeah. guys have used it yep, yep. Uh, and if you'd like to support us um, not just on social media but financially we've got the bop shop so you can wrap that swag you can also mm-hmm. support us on patreon not patron patreon.com slash clinical <laughs> slash clinical populations patreon <laughs> And finally, Van Gammon, thank you so much for this song. Yes. Yes. Thought-provoking song. Beautiful song. Um, Really cool. If you guys want to check out the rest of his music, you can find them anywhere that you can stream music. Um, This particular album is called Destiny Can Wait. um, And it's super good. Oh, you can also find them um, on some of Lowe's stuff um, from a couple episodes ago. And if you're in the Dallas area, try to catch one of his yeah. shows. He's pretty dope. I enjoy him. Um, mm-hmm. Have a good summer, and we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> on the flip side. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, um, we'll see you in a couple of months. And in the meantime, enjoy Destiny by Van Gammon. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye. Patient for Ben. Hashtag patient for Ben. Trending. <laughs> I can see the rain coming down, 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 down. What they gonna say when the sun comes down? Never be afraid of all the real one down. Even if the rain's coming down, down, down Can't nothing stop 
you now Good brother, got the hood jump, I'm keep them energized Smart money over scared money, keep your pennies wise No fit, got my own tit on the enterprise So lit, I want no tears in my baby's eyes Daddy made it better for you Got devil saying Van the crowd is ready for you Those with hate for thinking favor isn't fair for you I'm thanking you just for keeping me in your prayer circle It's still working with I can see the rain coming down, down, down I can see the rain coming down, 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 down. Yeah, that's my people. I love my tribe. Wherever I go, they down for the ride. And no man's perfect. Got family all around me. I'm no longer searching. I think that's a new family. Every day is like everything's going my way. Can't nothing stop me. Everything's going my way. Can't nothing stop me. Everything's going my way. Everything's going my way, can't nothing stop me Even when the rain's coming down, down, down What they gon' say when the sun comes round Never be afraid to hold a real one down Can't nothing stop you down Please don't let me Charging premiums for Fighting my villains within this pen and pad Thinking somehow it would keep me from feeling bad I'm feeling sad, still trying to be a dad But this music is the family time that I ain't getting back On this road knowing my exit for greatness is coming Racing in case they close up maintenance or something But what if I just been patient for nothing? It's late nights perfecting my cadence Respecting my haters, neglecting my favor Just so I won't be too late to be the latest to plummet I went some years without the fear of death Now that my vision's clearer, I can see what's next This propaganda ain't nothing new to me When they fed us poison, I built immunity I came in this flutter, I'm trying to leave it honest the type of soul bear me, you only see it altars It's I'ma leave with honor, I believe in the promise To be the reason they wanna reach their destiny if I don't get my heart, don't get the best of me. Destiny. If I don't get my heart, don't get the best of me. Destiny.
I totally think we should open the show. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> Clinical populations coming knocking <laughs> through your door. <laughs> Mikey V on the mic, Gabby Allison, she's depressed right now. But don't fight it, cause we're coming at uh, you with a new uh, bop. Yeah. I'm here yeah. right now with my limoncello. Alright. Uh, tell me, do you wanna go to where the music therapy bops are great? <laughs> <laughs> the more information we're giving you oh this is the greatest podcast da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> something something <laughs> clinical populations <laughs> <laughs>